Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher, author, and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a purposeful, sustainable way. So if you're looking for actionable, step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. Today we're talking to Jamie Jasperson, who is an Instagram and social media marketing expert for TBT sellers. And we're talking specifically with Jamie today about how to make social media fit into your lifestyle. Because let's face it, most of us don't have a lot of time. And so what Jamie is talking about today is how to grow your business using social media marketing, but in a way that fits your unique lifestyle. So what you won't hear today is that you need to be posting seven days a week on Instagram or anything like that. She's going to scale things back and talk about building a strategy that works for you and works for your business. And then later in the show, I'm going to answer a question from Sharmila about how to use Pinterest to market your resources effectively. So you want to make sure you're sticking around for that. Let's go ahead and dive in to our talk with Jamie. Hey, Jamie, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. I am so excited for our talk today because you help teacher entrepreneurs grow their Instagram and help them with their social media and create engaging relationships and meaningful relationships with their audience. And so I'm really excited for all the wisdom that you have to share. But first, I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, a little bit about your TPT journey, and how you got started helping sellers with Instagram marketing. Yeah, great question. So I'm Jamie from Basic Girl Teaches, and I have been doing this in my business for about six-ish years. So it's been a lot of changes along the way. I'm sure you feel the same about your yeah. business journey. Didn't really start and in the same way, you know, but yeah. I really started on TPT because I loved designing and creating things. In college, before I studied teaching, I studied design and journalism. And it was something that I really enjoyed. And when I started teaching, I was missing that creative outlet. And so I started creating for TPT as this kind of creativity. And just, it was really fun for me to make things again and make things for myself and not necessarily on a deadline. So I really enjoyed that. And I really focused a lot on like upper elementary math resources. And it was just something I was really enjoying. And I was enjoying brainstorming and all these things. I'm sure you feel the same. Like when you first started, it was like fun and exciting. And after doing it for a little bit, I was starting to feel like it was too much of the same thing over and over again. And I wanted to do something new that like gave me more opportunities to be creative. And I had started using Instagram for my business and I noticed there wasn't a lot of advice out there for teacher Instagrammers that was like specific to teachers. And I was finding that a lot of the advice other people were sharing didn't work. So I thought, you know, I want to figure out how to make this work for me and how to really connect with teachers on Instagram. So I really just like started experimenting and trying everything. And I started finding things that were working. And so 
over a couple of years, as I was like refining my own strategy, people would ask me about, how did you do this on Instagram? Or like, how did you make this work for you? And I saw that there was a real interest that other people, not just me, wanted to know how to make Instagram work for them. And that's when I really started blogging a little bit about Instagram. And as those blog posts started being popular, that led me to all these other ideas about Instagram. And at this point now in my business, I've really shifted a lot and focused most of my business on working with teacher business owners and helping them with their Instagram. So it's been kind of this cool transition. And yeah, that's a little bit about the journey. I love it. I absolutely love it. So let's back up a little bit because you talked about whenever you, and I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You talked about whenever you first started off with Instagram and marketing for your own TPT business, that you noticed the lack of advice, but also that you noticed that some of the advice, advice that was being given wasn't working. So can you tell me just like, tell me a little bit about that? Like what was, and obviously you don't have to call out just like people or anything like that, but what was some of the things that you were doing that you're like, wow, this is not working? Yeah, that's a great question. So a lot of the advice out there was really geared towards entrepreneurs. And it would be things like these really detailed hashtag strategies or posting at specific times of day or posting about certain topics. And I noticed that those things didn't work for teachers because teachers aren't like everybody else, right? Like Mm. just because 9am, 11am and 1pm are the most popular times on Instagram. That's not when teachers are on Instagram because they're teaching. And so it just seemed counterintuitive to me to like follow these kinds of strategies or use like location specific tags when Mm -hmm. my business wasn't location dependent because I was talking to teachers everywhere, not just in a specific region. So I started just kind of playing around with it. And I found that I had a lot more success when I used strategies based on what I knew about teachers instead of just strategies based on what I was hearing about Instagram. Oh, I love that. Okay. And I can't wait to hear more about that because we're going to dive into that later on. But first, walk me through a day in your life. What does a typical workday look like for you? Are you still in the classroom? Are you full-time in your teacher entrepreneur business? When do you work on your TPT business? When do you work on your Instagram marketing for sellers? Like when do you do all of this stuff? When do you fit it all in? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that like the hot question? How (laughs) do you make it work? I think that because I really started my business based on this like creative outlet for me for a long time, I just worked on it when it was fun. And that isn't a good business strategy. (laughs) (laughs) That makes it a good hobby and it is fun. But when you start turning it into a real business, you need kind of some more specific parameters so that you're not just, you know, if it's boring to blog, for example, but that's a good marketing strategy, then you just never do it because it's boring. Like (laughs) so you need some more guidelines there. Yeah. So I teach fourth grade right now. And so I mostly work on my business in the evenings or on the weekends. And I try to set aside two evenings a week that I really focus on my business. And then I choose one weekend a month where I don't do anything for my business. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. So you said that when you started this Instagram marketing, you started to notice that sellers were really needing help with Instagram. So what would you say were the three biggest things that helped you as a seller push your Instagram marketing forward? Yeah. So when when you asked me this question before and I was thinking about it, it was really hard for me to come up with three specific things. And so I really spent some time brainstorming and thinking about like, okay, three things that are the most important. 
And I really think what it comes down to is shifting your perspective and your belief about Instagram. Not everyone agrees with me on this, but I have seen a lot of success from this perspective. And I've worked with a lot of teacher business owners that have also seen success from this. But people talk about Instagram as a community. And I think that that's incorrect. Because in a community, people are talking to each other. And on your Instagram page, people are not talking to each other. They're talking to you. And they don't come to your Instagram page because they want to find community with other teachers. They come to your Instagram page because they want to connect with you. And when you shift that perspective and you see Instagram as like, there are people out there who want to learn from you, who want to hear from you, and you are building real relationships with them. That is such an, imp- such an important transition on Instagram because then you're not just like, hoping that people will buy from you. Instead, you're talking to real people and you're building relationships with them. And so the number one most important thing I think a teacher seller can do on Instagram is kind of adopt that belief that you're building real actual relationships with real people. You're not just talking to random crowds and hoping someone purchases. The second thing I would say is really set up your profile and really try to hone in on how you can make your profile this like litmus test where people come to your profile and they decide to follow you or not to follow you. And you end up getting the followers that you want and kind of rejecting the followers that you don't want. And then my third thing would be just to experiment. Don't worry too much about making it perfect. Just try new things on Instagram, see how it works. Look at your data, see how it works and just keep experimenting with different things until you start to find patterns that are working for you. I love that. Okay. So I love what you're talking about when you're saying that Instagram is not a community because we do tend to think of it that way, but you're a hundred percent correct. And I've never thought of it that way before that people are not talking to each other on your page. Like they're talking to you and you're talking back to them. And so it really does place that emphasis, like you say, on making those efforts to build relationships with your audience in any way that you can. So we talked you just talked about what are things that sellers should be doing. So tell me what are some things that sellers should not be doing? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question too. I mean, it's important to keep both sides of that in mind, right? Like good actions and then things to avoid. Sometimes I get a little heat for this, but I have a personal soapbox against big giveaways. And one reason why I feel that way is not because I think giveaways in themselves are bad. I think using giveaways as part of your growth strategy intentionally can be effective. But I think over the last couple of years, you've probably noticed this, the giveaways on teacher Instagram have really exploded and there are so, so many of them. And I feel like it's creating this culture of like fast followers and we're missing out on the opportunity for real connections. And so when I talk about like avoiding big giveaways, it's not because I think that strategy in and of itself is wrong. I think it's because the attitude about it and kind of the culture we've created about it is more detrimental to those authentic relationships, which is the power of Instagram is those relationships you make with people. And sometimes we think of giveaways as like this. I talk about it like a growth hack. And that's not the kind of followers you need as a business owner. You need people who are really interested in you, who are invested in you, that you are, you know, invested in. And giveaways are more of like a paid growth strategy. Yeah. And paid growth strategies are things that you use strategically 
and kind of on a system and not as like an every weekend kind of strategy, if that makes sense. Yes. So the first thing I would say is like, when you're too focused on growing your followers and you get almost desperate to grow your following, sometimes you do these things that um, actually have a negative impact on you, like lots of giveaways or lots of follow loops or lots of pods. And you're missing out on that opportunity to really get to know your audience and what they need. So that would be a really big thing. And then another thing is really posting too much uh, about your products and not enough about your audience and about how you can support them. Kind of like just throwing up your product cover and then hoping people will purchase it. And that's a strategy that works a little bit better on other platforms like Pinterest, but it doesn't work as successfully on Instagram. Right. Okay. So let's back up and let's talk about paying for your audience, like buying your audience. And I want to speak to this as someone who has participated in giveaways before it actually like, yes. And there's a certain mark that a lot of teacher entrepreneurs want to get to. And that's that 10,000. They want that swipe up feature. I totally am right there with you. And I think that there are ways that you can do this strategically. I'm with you on that, but I do see that there are a lot of people who are doing them weekly and yes, they're getting more followers. Yes, they're moving closer to that swipe up feature or some are even continuing to do it after that, which I don't understand, but you know, but you're diluting your audience. And something that I've experienced personally is that, you know, what happens then is you get all of these new followers. Instagram thinks, wow, these people are really loving their content. So they start to push it out in front of that new audience. The new audience is not interested. They're not engaged with it. And it actually hurts you in the Mm -hmm. algorithm. So especially if you're a brand new seller, like you're brand new to Instagram and you don't have an established audience like that, it could be really dangerous when you're starting out. So I love that you mentioned that. And then you also, you talked about the fact that it's not giving you correct feedback about what you're going to be like. If I put something out there and I'm in a pod, like you mentioned, if I'm in a pod and I put a resource or I put a post out there and I get all this amazing feedback and give me this false sense. That's what my audience likes. You know, when in reality, it's just, that's what your friends are doing because they have to do it. Right. So I think that pods do have, like they can have a good purpose. And I actually talked about that on clubhouse the other day, but I recently stopped with like all of my pods a few months ago. And it's been really helpful for me to actually see, okay, were people engaging with that just because they had to, and then that kind of helped boost it, or were they engaging with it because it was actually helpful content to them? And it kind of helped me readjust and make, you know, make changes in my business that were actually going to help me be successful. So I love that you mentioned those two things. Yeah. So tell me, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say something about pods. I think that it's really scary to admit that those aren't working for you because it does boost your numbers and it feels really good to have boosted numbers. And I think that's why I mentioned that kind of perspective is a really important thing to kind of obtain when you're using Instagram is if you really believe Instagram's about the relationships with your audience, then it doesn't matter how big your audience is because mm-hmm. you're focused on connecting with those people. And if you can really let that go, like actually let it go, your experience on Instagram is much more fulfilling because you're not so desperate to have more people following you and you're able to really kind of invest in those people that are there and you will grow. Like growth on Instagram isn't bad. I think it's just the focus and the priority that makes it 
kind of a negative experience. You don't enjoy what you're doing and you're missing out on that chance to get that information from your audience about what they need. And that's, what's going to help you grow as a business because followers doesn't necessarily mean you're making money. And if you're running a business, like that's the real goal is you want to be growing your business. Yes. I love that. I absolutely do love it. And I do think with pods, and I've said this to some new people, you know, that when you're first starting out, sometimes getting in a pod with people who are in the exact same niche as you it can be encouraging when you're putting a post out and like you're literally getting one like. You know what I mean? It can get encur- it can be some encouragement for you to keep going. Otherwise, it could feel kind of defeating. But then knowing when to step away from that or, you know, kind of let your post breathe. Maybe you're only posting, you know, sharing one or two to a pod a week versus every single post that you do, you know, but getting still having some engagement. But also I've built some really amazing business connections inside of Instagram pods, you know, where you're with people who are inside your same niche and you're doing things together, you're working together to do some marketing. And so there are some really great benefits to having them. But I think what you're saying is like, it's really important to evaluate what your priorities are and to make sure that, you know, you're use if you're going to use them, that you're making sure that you're not skewing your data long-term or you're not messing, you're not messing up your business Instagram strategy. Yeah, that's really like the difference between a strategy and a hack. Are you doing it as an intentional piece of your growth strategy or are you trying to get as many followers as you can, as fast as you can? And that difference is really what's going to make it work differently for you. Mm, I love that. Okay. So you have the Teacher Instagram School for Teacher Entrepreneurs. So talk to me about that because there's a lot in there. There's a lot of different pieces. And so I want you to share with me about the Teacher Instagram School what you offer and what it is that you do for teacher entrepreneurs. Yeah. So I kind of have four main things that I offer and inside those four offers, there are different pieces and elements. So the first thing that I have is the teacher Instagram club. And this is a free community that I have on Facebook to help teacher Instagrammers learn more about using Instagram effectively. I go live pretty often in that group to answer questions and to talk about what's new on Instagram. And it's a growing and thriving community. And I love getting to connect with so many teacher Instagrammers there. So if someone's looking for a place to start, the teacher Instagram club is a great place to start, especially because there's so many Instagrammers of different levels and different amounts of experience in there. And you can crowdsource your questions and get good feedback. Then the second thing I have are some mini courses about Instagram and each one's focused on a specific topic. Like I have one about setting up your profile one about using hashtags strategically, and you could finish the whole course in like 30 minutes. So sit down, go through all the content and feel like you have a better understanding of that topic. And then every year I do a conference called Spring Fling, where I collaborate with a bunch of really wonderful other teacher business owners. And we put together that and that happens every March. And then my biggest offer really is my Teachergram Connection Academy. It's a monthly membership for people who really want to jump into that strategy. They want to get a solid foundation in how to use Instagram strategically and like what habits to build on Instagram, what actions are going to really work for you. And we work together in the academy to like help you build your strategy specific for your Instagram. Because I think a good strategy is very individual and specific to each person. And so in my mini courses, I teach kind of generic information, but in the academy, we'll go through together 
and really jump into how do you build the strategy that's going to work for you? How do you keep refining that strategy as you grow? And on the side of that, if people are looking for more one-on-one coaching, I offer kind of that one-on-one service as well. So those are kind of the things I offer in the teacher Instagram school. I love it. So there's something for everybody where there, you mm-hmm. need, I saw that you have like one on hashtags. You have a, we have a course on that, like a mini course on that. And so if you're looking for long-term support, definitely the, you know, teacher, um, the academy, yeah, the academy, that's such yes. a long teacher name. <laughs> yes, definitely. That would be the way to go. And then if you're looking for something free and you're just starting out teacher Instagram club and then mini courses, I love all of it. So I love that you offer such a variety because there are different people with different needs. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's at a different place in their journey. And I wanted to be able to help without it being overwhelming. Like you don't have to be part of the program in order to get what you need because not everyone needs that or is ready for that. So I love it. Okay. So this is one of my favorite questions that's coming up here. In your Instagram bio, you mentioned that you offer simple and sustainable strategies for teacher entrepreneurs who are wanting to grow their Instagram account. Talk to us about what that means, simple and sustainable, and why that's important to you. This is something that I'm like really passionate about because I think where so many people get it wrong on Instagram is they make it too hard, and then it's overwhelming, and then it's hard to keep up with. And this is what I was talking about when I was first using Instagram and like consuming all this marketing advice and finding it wasn't working for me, a lot of it was because it was too much. Like these were strategies that involved me being on Instagram for such a huge amount of my day. And it just wasn't feasible when I was still a classroom teacher and I am still a classroom teacher and it just wasn't going to work for me. So I was like, there has to be a way to make this work without taking up all of my time, you know, like there has to be a way to make this work for me. And so when I'm talking about simple and sustainable strategies, I'm talking about something that actually works. It's going to be effective for your Instagram. It's going to help you grow your business and connect with people, but it's not going to take up a ton of your time. So I think I can give a non-example and that can help it make a little more sense. There's kind of this popular hashtag trend. um, Like it's called the six by six trend where you pick six hashtags in six different categories. So you get a total of 36 and then you kind of like cycle between those. And that is a ton of work to set up that kind of hashtag strategy. And then every day you're picking hashtags from each of these different categories and putting them on your posts. I was never really into that kind of strategy, but I tried it once for a week because I was like, I want to know more about this strategy. And it took me so much time. That's why I only did it for a week. (laughs) So that's an example of what I would say is not a simple strategy because it was very complex and it took a lot of time. And that means it's not sustainable. I'm not going to be able to do it every day for the rest of my business. So in the academy and in my one-on-one coaching, when I'm working with teacher business owners, what I'm helping them do is develop strategies that are easy. You could tell me in one sentence what your strategy is. Like I'm going to post three times a week and I'm going to be on stories five times a day. That's a one sentence, simple strategy. And then it's sustainable. You're going to be able to do it every day until you're ready to change it. So I think like those buzzwords, I guess, are really important to me with Instagram because I love being on Instagram because I made Instagram a place that I loved being. And you can get on Instagram and feel really overwhelmed and you can feel like you're left out or like you're not good enough and you're in charge of your own Instagram experience. And so what I want to do is help other teachers and teacher business owners have this positive, good experience of connecting on Instagram by using strategies that are really simple, that actually work, and that you can keep doing over and over again. 
It doesn't require you to use a ton of your time. Okay. So you said something there that I really want to hone in on. You said you get to decide what your Instagram strategy is going to be, and you need to be able to tell it to me in one sentence, right? I love that because that resonates with me. I'm the type of person that it's, I, I just can't do seven days a week. I just can't do posting seven days a week. I don't have that in me. Um, and I know a lot of other teacher entrepreneurs don't either, but one of the big things that you hear is you should be posting every day. But we know that I know that can't possibly be true because I look at Instagram influencers who are making millions of dollars a year and they are not posting every day. So I know that isn't necessary, you know? So I love that you're saying you get to decide what your strategy is. It doesn't have to be post every day and show up in stories X amount of times a day. Spend so much time scrolling through your feed to make sure that Instagram knows that you're spending so much time and it doesn't have to be that. So tell me bare minimum though. Bare minimum, if somebody is looking to grow their Instagram account, how many times should they be posting a week and how often should they be showing up in stories? Yeah. So I think the first thing I would say is there is not a set thing that's going to work for everyone. So I'll give you some real numbers. Don't worry. But I want to add like that uh, disclaimer. There's not a set thing that's going to work for everyone. And that's why it's so important to me to help people build individual strategies because you know your audience and you know what they need. If you're starting, I would say start with what you can do every week. Because if you post every day for one week and then you never post again for three months, that was a useless strategy. Mm -hmm. So start with what you can do every week. If that's once a week, do it and do it every week. If it's twice a week, do it and do it every week. I would say I wouldn't post less frequently than once a week because you do want people to remember that you're there. And so I would at least bare minimum be posting once a week so that you have that touch point with your audience regularly and then build that up to something that you can sustain so that you can keep doing it over and over again. There are people that post multiple times a day and there's people that post once a week and the growth isn't dependent on the frequency. It's the consistency of that, that you're doing it over and over again. And keep in mind those like million dollar influencers pay people to do their Instagram for them. Like they they're sure not do. doing that for themselves, you know? So like you are on a smaller level in your business. So you need a strategy that's going to work for your level. And then your strategy can change as your business changes. I usually talk about, I actually was just talking about this on my stories last night, this idea of like an Instagram diet. What are like the balanced pieces that you need to have to keep like a healthy Instagram diet? I don't love that word diet, but it's the best terminology I have for this concept at this moment. So follow me in like a year and maybe I'll have a better word for it. <laughs> there we go. Yes. <laughs> but I talk about like these actions you take on Instagram. So like you need to be creating content and consuming content and also connecting with people and then having some time for rest. And so on your Instagram plate, you have like these four different tasks that you're doing, but it's dependent on what you need. Like you might need more connection every day, or you might need to consume more content, or you might need more rest, or you might need more creation. And you're going to have to determine what's going to work best for your audience. And I work with people to help experiment and create that balance, but you don't have to work with me to experiment, right? You're just going to mm -hmm. experiment with your audience and see what works with them, what works with you, what's going to be sustainable for you. So my like general sentence I usually say is you want to be creating more than you're consuming and you want to be connecting every day because you probably get on Instagram every day. 
And you might not post every day, but you are on Instagram. And so you can do something to connect with people every day. And then if you're feeling kind of overwhelmed, it's probably because you're consuming more content than you're creating. Mm -hmm. And so spend time creating content kind of to balance that consumption because you need to be consuming content. We crave that. That's why we open social media. But you also need to be creating to kind of feel like you're participating in that conversation. And connection doesn't just come from posting. There's other ways to connect. So that's kind of that balance I talk about. Okay. So let's talk about a connection strategy here for just a minute. Let's say that I am feeling a little overwhelmed. I'm working to grow my teacher Instagram. It's all I can do sometimes just to get my posts out. But, and so then when it comes to the connection piece, I feel like I'm just kind of shooting arrows in the dark right? I don't even know what it is that I'm doing. Tell us what are maybe one or two things that a person can do that without even having to think about it, like, you know, without having to sit down and come up with, this is what I'm, what are one or two things that they could do? They could just get on Instagram and they can do what to make a connection with their audience. Yeah. Great question. So I think look at your own personal Instagram habits and then find something that's going to fit in. So if you watch a lot of stories, then just tell yourself, today I'm going to reply to somebody's story. You probably naturally have responses as you're watching somebody's story. And so just as you're watching stories, you're like, oh, I'll reply to this story. And you can be super intentional about this. Like you can go find specific people that you want to reply to, or you can just be kind of more organic about it as you watch stories make a reply. If you scroll through your feed a lot, just tell yourself, I'm going to comment on some posts today. You don't have to give it a number. You don't have to make it really intense. Just in your regular Instagram habit, just make an effort to speak to somebody while you're doing that, either replying to a story or commenting on a post. That's a really quick way to add connection into your routine. Oh, I love that. All right. So what are some procedures and routines that you put in place to help keep yourself on track and productive and sane? Because you have a lot going on. I've really built my business off of doing things that I enjoy. And I think because I still teach in the classroom, so this is not my full-time income, that gives me a lot of freedom to do that. So I can focus on doing things that I love. And that's really important to me. I know not everyone has the freedom or has the desire to build their business that way. And that's okay. We all are kind of doing this the way that works for us. But I really um, have built my business around things that are exciting and fun for me. And so that makes it something that I enjoy a lot. And by doing that keeps me on track because I'm doing things that I really enjoy. Now, not every part of running a business is fun. Like taxes are not fun, but they're important. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So of course there are things I have to do that aren't fun. Like not everything about it is great. And so I'm a really big list writer and I just kind of keep lists in different categories. I have kind of like a running to-do list of like everything that needs to be done. And every day I'll go through that list and pick what things I'm going to do on that day. And then whenever I think of something that needs to be done, I just add it to my big list instead of adding it to my list of things to do today. And that makes it feel more manageable. So I kind of have an ongoing list of like all these tasks that need to happen. But then each day I'm just saying, okay, from this list, here's the things I'll focus on because I'm never going to finish everything. And so I can just kind of select day by day what needs to be done. I love that. All right. So we're going to move into rapid fire questions. These are just shorter questions with quick, short answers and kind of fun. What's one thing you've chosen not to do in your business? Like I'm not touching that. I'm not doing that. At least not right now. Yeah. So YouTube is something I have chosen not to do in my business. 
And there's other like elements like that. Like I'm not really um, on Pinterest a whole lot and I don't really use my Facebook page, but YouTube's the one that I like have intentionally chosen not to do. Love it. Okay. Favorite way to treat yourself. I really like sleeping in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. My, these days, I, that's my favorite treat too. My if husband I can has get to- it. It's a good treat. <laughs> yes. Yes. My husband has to take the child. So if in order for that to happen, she is an early morning waker. Favorite app on your phone? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm gonna have to look at my phone. I don't know what this one's called. Okay. It's called Forest and it's like a time management helper. You plant oh. a tree and it locks down your phone for a certain amount of time. So you like, if you open your phone, then the tree dies. It's very oh. motivating. To oh, get wow. Because you feel like you're killing this tree. So like you, as long as you're not touching it, it's growing. It's a lot like Tamagotchi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but for productivity. Right. I love that. Okay. What's next for you and your business? I have a big launch of my academy coming up again soon. So I don't open enrollment publicly all the time because that's a lot of work. Mm. So that's coming up and that's really what I'm working on. And this time around, I've added some really fun things I'm excited about. So that's coming next. Oh, I love that. All right. So where can the listeners find you if they want to connect with you on social media? Where can they find you at? So my business is Basic Girl Teaches, and that's where you can find me just about everywhere. I'm on Instagram most of the time, probably obviously, <laughs> since that's my business. And yeah. then the Teacher Instagram Club. If you find me on Instagram, there's a link in my bio, or you can search it on Facebook. But yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. I appreciate all of the wisdom that you shared with us today. Thanks. It was fun to be here. This is the part of the show where I answer real questions from real TPTers who are just like you and trying to grow their TPT business. And today's question is from Sharmila, who wants to know how to market her resources well using Pinterest. All right. So here's what I have to say about Pinterest. I have sort of a love-hate relationship with Pinterest, and I know a lot of other TPTers are finding themselves in the same position. So once upon a time, we would put a pin out on Pinterest and we would repin the heck out of it. So that same pin that I put out for, I don't know, our ratios and proportions, murder mystery, I might put that out today. I'm still, still repinning that same one next year. Things aren't really like that anymore. And if you play that game, you're not going to see the results that you really want to get. Because nowadays, Pinterest is favoring fresh pins. So let's start by talking about what a fresh pin is. A fresh pin is a new pin. So when you go to upload a brand new pin onto Pinterest, you're going to want to upload an image, a unique image, a title, a description, and you're going to put in a link. Now, if you're directing that traffic to teachers, pay teachers, you definitely want to make sure you're using TPT's URL builder and creating UTM codes so that you can track traffic to your store from Pinterest. Okay. So definitely make sure you're doing that, but you've got a fresh image, you've got a link, a description, and a title. Super simple. So once I get all four of those things uploaded, I have a fresh pin. And I can repin the thing. And you know what? It might help it gain a tiny bit of traction, but for the most part, it's not really going to help me because Pinterest really wants those brand new pins. They're favoring those fresh pins. So instead of just creating one pin for a resource and continuing to repin it over and over again, what I now want to do is I now want to create 
multiple pins. So instead of creating one pin for a resource that I repin over and over and over again, it's going to be much better for me to create 10 pins for the same resource. That means 10 different graphics, Pinterest graphics with the same description, same UTM code, same title, all of that's the same, but with a different graphic for each pin. Now, here's the thing. This sounds like a lot of work, but it's really not. You don't have to create 10 different mock-ups for a digital resource. You don't have to take 10 different pictures of a printable resource. You can simply take the same image, same text, but lay it out in different ways for your pen. So maybe you put your image in the top part of your Pinterest pin and you put your text at the bottom. And then maybe for the next graphic, your image takes up the entire pin and you've overlaid the text on top. You're finding different ways to lay the same content out, but so that Pinterest recognizes it as a fresh image. So keep it simple. Create 10 different graphics for 10 different pins. Keep the same title, product description, and UTM code. And pick a certain day of the week. Sit down every Monday at 5 p.m. and upload five pins to five different resources onto Pinterest. Doesn't have to be that many. I'm just throwing a number out there. And get into the habit of doing that. And slowly over time, you will start to see your traffic growing on Teachers Pay Teachers from Pinterest to your store. Thanks so much for listening today. If you want to learn more about Jamie Jasperson and her incredible Teacher Instagram Academy, along with her free Instagram group that she talked about on the podcast, you'll find a link to her Instagram, her Academy, and to the free group in the show notes below. And you're not going to want to miss next week's episode because guys, I sat down with a brand new Teachers Pay Teacher seller, did a one-on-one coaching call that she was so gracious to allow me to record. And we talked about how to build her TPT business from the ground up. It's a super fun call that you are not going to want to miss. I'll see you guys next week. If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low-cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of Strategic Growth, Ditch the Overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions where every single month I give you step-by-step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about Rebranded Teacher Academy and how you can become a member, you can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see you right here next week.